Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. The government has thrown a lifeline to millions of struggling businesses and individuals today, announcing an extension of the JobKeeper and JobSeeker schemes beyond September. Let's bring in our political editor, Mark Riley, in Canberra. Hello, Mark. Can you take us through this new phase of income support? Good morning, Anne. Yeah, well, the JobKeeper and JobSeeker programs uh, have been extended for another six months. The JobKeeper will go through to March, but it's been cut and it will be paid now at two levels, depending on hours of work. $1,200 and $750 a fortnight in the September quarter, that is up until uh, December, reduced to $1,000 a fortnight and $650 from January for the March quarter. So those people, casuals who only work a handful of hours each week, will be eligible for $650 a fortnight. Full-time employees, $1,000 a fortnight in the second quarter and $1,200 and $750 in the first quarter. Businesses will have to reapply and prove that their turnovers are down by 70% year on year for most and 50% for businesses with turnovers above a billion dollars. And that will be reassessed in January. So they'll be assessed in September for the first three months of JobKeeper payments and then reassessed in January. If their turnovers have recovered, they will lose JobKeeper for that second quarter. The job seeker unemployment benefit changes as well. The COVID supplement will be more than halved, down from $550 to $250 a fortnight. But other changes will allow unemployed people to earn up to $300 a fortnight before their payments are reduced, the so-called taper rate. So that $300 a fortnight they can earn by working, plus the $250 COVID supplement makes up the $550 that they're currently being paid on top of their new start allowance at the moment. And from August 4, the mutual obligation rules for the unemployed will resume, compelling job workers to apply for four jobs a month. And from the end of September, so in two months, the full activity test and asset test rules will be reapplied. So tougher rules for the unemployed from the end of September and also activity tests for uh, jobs have to be applied for each month from August 4. All targeted at encouraging people back to work, Scott Morrison says. The Treasury re review of the first phase of JobKeeper and made two major discoveries. First, about a quarter of all people on JobKeeper, almost a million people, 
earned more on the subsidy than they did when they were working. That will now change with the two-tiered payment system coming in. And only $30 billion of the revised $70 billion budget has so far been spent. So at that, at that rate, the first phase will cost $45 billion, $25 billion less than budgeted. So if you remember that Treasury overshot the, uh, the, the original prediction by $60 billion. That'll now be $85 billion, thankfully, to the good of the budget, Anne. Well, some good news there this morning for both workers and businesses. Mark Riley, live in Canberra. Thank you very much, Mark. Pleasure. Victoria has recorded a shocking number of new COVID-19 infections overnight. Premier Daniel Andrews has just announced there were 374 new cases and sadly another three deaths. Melina Saras is in Melbourne for us this morning. Good morning, Melina. This is one of the worst days for Melbourne in this pandemic. Yes, and 374 cases is our second highest daily increase on record. Sadly, we've also had three deaths overnight. Three women have now passed away. 174 people are in hospital, 36 of those fighting for life in intensive care. Tomorrow night, face masks will be mandatory in Victoria. The Premier has thanked people who are already wearing them out in the community, but from Thursday, anyone caught without a mask can be fined $200. The Premier has hit out at anyone not planning on wearing a mask. It's a bit disappointing to see uh, you know, a bit of, bit of commentary around the place about an, an act of civil disobedience. People may not wear their, these masks. That doesn't make any sense. Nurses and doctors who might well finish up treating you, uh, they wear masks. So let's thank them for their commitment by wearing a mask as we get around, out and about for the four lawful reasons only when we need to be out. It's almost been a fortnight since Victoria moved back into stage three restrictions. The Premier says although we've seen another high number today, we're not seeing a doubling of cases every day. So it looks like these stay-at-home measures are already having an impact on those numbers. And Melina Saris live in Melbourne. Thank you, Melina. The situation remains tense in New South Wales as authorities try to put out the latest coronavirus spot fires. Overnight, there were 13 new cases. One of the areas of most concern is the New South Wales South Coast and the cluster at the Batemans Bay Soldiers Club. Olivia Leeming is there for us this morning. Olivia, it's taking a toll on the community there. Good morning, Anne. Yes, hundreds of people pouring into this pop-up clinic this morning to try and get tested. Yesterday, the wait was several hours long. Today, extra staff have been deployed to ramp up testing in response to this influx. People here concerned about the eight positive cases linked to the Batemans Bay Soldiers Club, though reassuringly, there have been no new cases linked to that cluster in the past 24 hours. Authorities still working to try and trace everyone who might be at risk. They're advising that anyone who was at the club last Monday, Wednesday, Thursday or Friday must get tested and immediately self-isolate for 14 days. Many small businesses here on the New South Wales south coast have been closing voluntarily out of caution and the local mayor Liz Innes says it is concerning a difficult period. I'm really concerned about um, the psyche of our community at the moment. We've been through so much in the last six months. We had devastation with bushfires. Uh, you know, we lost over 500 homes down here. Our businesses were dramatically impacted. There's no doubt about that. 
Further south at Mogo, the owners of the Courtyard Cafe and four adjacent gift and confectionery stores have been informed that a customer who visited last Tuesday at 1pm does have the virus. Though classed as a casual encounter, they are not required to shut down, but they say they will be closing voluntarily until staff have been tested and given the all clear. And Olivia Leeming in New South Wales. Thank you, Olivia. In other news today, Ardent Leisure, the company that owns Dreamworld on the Gold Coast, has been charged over the Thunder River Rapids Ride disaster in 2016 that claimed the lives of four people. Joel Dry is on the Gold Coast for us this morning. Joel, good morning. The company also faces a multi-million dollar fine. They do, Anne. Good morning. $5 million is the fine being faced by Ardent Leisure in relation to that tragedy that occurred here at Dreamworld in 2016 that claimed the lives of four people, Kate Goodchild, Luke Dorset, Ruzi Aragi and Cindy Lowe. Now, almost four years on, Queensland's independent work, health and safety prosecutor has lodged three charges in a Queensland court. They are all charges under the Work, Health and Safety Act and they refer to failing to comply with the health and safety duty under the Act and exposing individuals to a risk of serious injury or death. Each charge carries with it a maximum penalty of $1.5 million, getting us to a total of $4.5 million. Now, this all follows the findings from a Queensland coroner in February this year that were scathing against Dreamworld and Ardent Leisure, saying that the practices here at the theme park were such that an accident like this was only a matter of time. Ardent Leisure today issued a statement to both the ASX and the wider public saying they acknowledge the charges, that the changes have been made here since 2016. They are safer, safer practices, but also that they want to issue their condolences to the families involved. They do not mention whether or not they intend to plead guilty to these charges, but Anne, we understand that is the company's intentions. We are also expecting to hear from some family members of those deceased people later on this afternoon. All right, Joel Dry reporting from the Gold Coast. Thank you, Joel. Dozens of backpackers have run for their lives as fire tore through their building in Bundaberg overnight. 62 people were inside the federal backpackers, which was destroyed, along with the neighbouring Spotted Dog Hotel. As you can imagine, the report of a fire in a backpackers uh, and accommodation area uh, is quite concerning. Fortunately, all persons were accounted for quite early on. There's no word yet on the cause of the blaze. In breaking news this morning, police are raiding a huge marijuana crop in Sydney. Police enter the factory in Mortdale to discover an industrial-sized cannabis growing operation. Hundreds of plants worth more than $3 million have been seized. Three men were arrested. Scientists in the UK have taken another step towards the development of a vaccine for COVID-19. Oxford University scientists report human trials have shown antibodies can be produced by their vaccine, but important questions remain. Sarah Greenolch has more. Well, the results of this first phase of the trial are in, with scientists proving their vaccine is safe and it does trigger an immune response. The Oxford University vaccine is made from a genetically engineered virus that causes the common cold in chimpanzees. More than a thousand people were involved in this initial phase and of the volunteers who did receive the jab, none had any serious negative side effects. Uh, it did, however, trigger this immune response with all participants creating 
neutralizing antibodies which fight off COVID-19. They also produced T cells which kill and attack other cells that have been infected. Scientists also found that the people with the strongest immune response were those who had a double dose of the vaccine. There is still quite a bit they don't know, including how long any immunity could last. More than 10,000 people here in the UK will be involved in the next phase of the trial. But to truly evaluate the vaccine's effectiveness, they need to test it in countries where there is still quite a high coronavirus infection rate. So the trial has now been expanded to the US, South Africa and Brazil. There is no guarantee that this one or any other one will work. And there is also no timeline for when it could be delivered. The local council wants the unfolding erosion disaster on the New South Wales central coast to be declared a state of emergency. High tides and a huge swell has forced a street of multi-million dollar homes to be evacuated at Womberal. At least two houses have partially crumbled into the ocean. An emergency council meeting last night voted to call on the New South Wales government to declare a state of emergency that would allow access to natural disaster funding. American actress Amber Heard has told a London court her ex-husband, Johnny Depp, threatened multiple times to kill her. The 32-year-old is giving evidence in Depp's three-week defamation trial against The Sun newspaper. He's suing the paper for publishing an article that described him as a wife-beater. In court, Heard accused Depp of subjecting her to verbal and physical abuse, in one instance describing being trapped in a three-day hostage situation. Depp has denied all allegations of domestic violence. Captured on camera at the moment, a buffalo charges two girls in Yellowstone National Park in the American state of Montana. One girl trips as she runs away, but she then plays dead, lying motionless as the bison checks her out. Eventually, the animal galloped away and the quick-thinking girl escaped unharmed. To Finance News now, joining us today, Network Finance Editor Gemma Acton. Good morning, Gemma. As we just heard, the government is hoping to boost business confidence by extending its pandemic payments. Yes, Anne, and the market has certainly shot higher this morning, but investors are not so much focused on the changes to JobKeeper and JobSeeker. They're looking, hopefully, at the recent promising developments in vaccine trials. That helped technology shares on Wall Street surge overnight. And we're following suit here, with Afterpay and Zero among the biggest winners so far today. Elsewhere, though, in the corporate world, there is sadder news. This morning, Bauer announced that it would be permanently closing eight of its long-running titles, Harper's Bazaar, L, InStyle, Men's Health, Women's Health, Good Health, NW and OK. The company saying that the hit from the coronavirus was too much to bear, with the travel restrictions hampering some of the magazines and declining ad revenue affecting the others. Um, Gemma Acton reporting. Thank you, Gemma. The New South Wales Police Force has taken charge of eight new and very special recruits. The eight pups have a tough job ahead of them if they eventually get through all the training. The litter was born in May and even at such a young age they are showing great enthusiasm. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program.